0: With a cane pole in his hand
1: Like well, a the a dream sitting down by the street But
0: leads him to the corpus play.
1: Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them, well, a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, it's the Outdoor Zone Live on the, the back. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, and it really is. And we call it home live every Sunday morning, seven to nine, on all your radio wave networks out there uh, at theoutdoorzone.com or 247 365 at your favorite podcast platform. This is a live recorded podcast as well. You can share with your friends. Oh, my name is TJ Graney in the bunkhouse with me now is our dearly beloved beef steak disco.
0: Oh yeah. I get to say that cause Cody's
1: and, not here. Yeah. Well, you today. should say it anyway. And <laughs> Cody Ryan is not here. He is, um, day two of the, uh, on the tournament trail in what, what state Washington DC,
0: the district of Columbia.
1: Okay, District of Columbia. Why he is up there.
0: On the Potomac, of all places.
1: Democrat bass. I told him. (laughs) Democrat bass. He needs to catch some Republican bass. (laughs) uh, Some uh, Republican bass. uh, uh, Only red bass. uh, No blue bass. Anyway, and Jack's the red cheer at hand that got here early, made sure the gate got open, got the old potbelly stove fired up, put some foil on that coat hanger out by the eve of the... Pin check and uh got us started today this episode or this segment i should say of the shows brought to you by mcbrides guns austin family owned and operated local full service firearm dealership they have a gunsmith on staff that can help you repair modify any firearm they can help you with a personal carry or a class for a personal carry if you need uh, they have youth model rifles and shotguns as well. Always buy the firearm that fits you well. So try it on before you buy it at McBride's Guns. Same place they've been for years, 30th and Lamar. You can call them 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com because McBride's Guns, well, they're our hometown gun shop. So I'm calling this show, this, uh, this episode of The Outdoor Zone, the... Alaska episode. I, I think and, we should uh, just be a
0: meat eater episode. It just like you, you were overtaken, you're overtaken by Alaska.
1: It just, I was, and we'll talk about it throughout the show, but I was just enchanted and, uh, the, the cowboy in me just flared up, uh, while I was in Alaska. So I just spent nine days. Uh, in Alaska with nine boys uh, and uh, some counselors and just had a, an incredible time. It was Camp Ironsights was the name of the camp I was invited in as a ge- guest. And, uh, and I want to do a shout out because there's a chance that some of the boys that were there with us may be listening to this show. Maybe now, maybe later, but I want to give a shout out to team two, (laughs) which I was part of the leadership on team two and uh, team two. So at the end of camp, there was competition, shooting competition, canoeing competition, uh, uh, volleyball, did volleyball. And uh, (laughs) my team was team two and we absolutely slaughtered team one. And they're probably still crying about it, but that's okay. Um, they'll grow out of it. So let but me, anyway, I just want to do
0: it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. If you're going to finish your shout out, that's fine. You know, bro, I just thought I would, no, uh,
1: I was just, I was just so proud of my guys. And I was so, it was so exciting to be on the winning team. The team that just, you know, <laughs> just excelled at everything. So you,
0: you've just got uh, to, I, you, you I got to a, mention that. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I had a a uh, sidekick there that um him and I were the team captains for team 2, the winning team. Oh. <laughs> and uh he was he was a great instructor. I mean, he knew how to instruct. He taught the boys how to paddle and and do the canoes correctly and man, they went from not knowing anything about it to just cranking on a canoe and and knowing how to handle a canoe in a creek or in the weather high winds it's a it's something you gotta you gotta understand a few things how to paddle how to pick a paddle uh it was it was cool it well, was if you so don't cool.
0: if you don't mind i'd like to get out to a warren, little oh good sidekick warren, well warren sidekick. thank you for keeping him alive and letting and bringing him back that was a task yeah slightly. i bet it was how to prevent a bear attack. But anyways, I uh, I wanted to give a little perspective because while you were gone on your nine-day trip, uh, I kept getting these uh, texts that had pictures in them, and they were like a bush plane that had landed or a water, e- e- a bush plane that had landed on the little <laughs> lake or pond, whatever it was, with mountains all over right up to the dock, and you're taking pictures from that. And then... We were doing the Koz Saturday, and it was, as you know, hot. It was, you know, the ninety-nine something, and uh, mm-hmm. and you sent me a screenshot of of your weather up there. It was going to be a high of forty-one degrees, and I looked down, and it was like on Tuesday. It was going to be a low of twenty-five, dude. I I what a incredible difference. It was like you were on the far side of the moon.
1: (laughs) It was, it was a big difference. It was unusually cool there in Alaska. So I flew into, um, where did I fly into? Um, Anchorage, Anchorage. And then it was an hour. And then I had two days there when with meetings, uh, met with some pastors and some other people, um, getting some koz stuff lined up to start koz groups in alaska and then um and then jumped on a float plane and there's planes everywhere there's float planes everywhere e- everything was a bush plane everybody if you didn't have a plane and fly a plane then you were probably not from around you there know
0: i was thinking I about how. texting you and saying hey maybe a good idea is to start an uber plane Uber float plane. You they have Uber float planes. No, and they're
1: not they're not called Uber. But I mean, everybody, you just everybody just you know you have a plane, you fly people around, you get paid for it. Um, But I I I want to make sure that I do a shout out to Steve and Carly Perrins. They're the ones who invited me out to Camp Iron Sites. Met them at the Dallas Safari Club you can go to campironsites.com campironsites.com to get more information on them or donate and support their ministry work um incredible incredible couple you know there's there's a hand in your lifetime you'll find a handful of people that actually um really understand the depth of your heart and what you do. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we've been doing KOZ, you know, and it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't get what we do because it's so deep in our heart, wh- what we do and why we do it. And, uh, and Steve and Carly do. Well, usually I mean, that, comes, doing...
0: that comes from not, uh, telling about it, but seeing people seeing you do it. That's where your heart really comes in. They out.
1: absolutely uh they they absolutely get the fatherless issue, the issue about boys needing to be trained to be men and what it takes. And uh so shout out uh to them, uh, campironsites.com. And there's I could just, you know, and, and I may mention some more things about it, but just it was it was incredible. I got down, I got back here. On uh, left, on when did I leave? I left Sunday night from there and I got home Monday morning, flew all night long. The weird thing wow. was, I'll tell you what was really strange because while I was in Alaska, it was never dark. It, it was, it light. bounced
0: right, it went to a little bit and then came back up, right?
1: I know. Uh, it was, it was like dusk, it yeah. was as dark as it ever got. You could walk around and it was light out all <laughs> 24 hours a day and it was no, it was no big deal. I mean, you just slept. I just would look at my clock. So of course there was a, a three or four hour difference. I was having to, you know, kind of pay attention to that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, but the they at the lodge where we were at 11 o'clock, they turned the generator off. So it was kind of like, <laughs> okay, it's time. <laughs> and, uh, but it was, uh, it was incredible, but I spent like what, 12 days in Alaska total with no darkness at all. And then I got on that plane and a couple hours later we flew into darkness.
0: <laughs>
1: it was bizarre. You're like, what then, is this? Uh, and then I got off the plane and it was light again. So we flew all night long. I woke up in, in, uh, back in Texas and, uh, didn't need my coat. Didn't need a <laughs> hoodie. So not and, uh, only
0: getting used to the the light and the darkness actually, but then you opened up the door to the plane and it's like, whoo, like opening up yeah. an oven.
1: And now and now I'm I'm uh, at the ranch, and uh, it's averaging a hundred. It was over a hundred at night the other night, and I got twelve <laughs> boys coming in, uh, and six junior leaders and. I'm just, going, so what in the regulators, world are this you is doing,
0: this is what it's like to be TJ Graney. Just fill it up and just get on, cinch it up and go. Well,
1: I, what are you <laughs> doing anyway? I mean, are, don't, right. aren't we supposed to do something with our lives? I, I, I guess mean, I can, shouldn't
0: talk. I, uh, I do the same thing. We're kind of cut from the same cloth that way. Got man, man. Cause uh, all you do I is are, sit around and watch yeah. TV or something. I mean, well, mm, come on.
1: Yeah, that's always good. Yeah, you can just sit around and watch TV. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that gets a lot yeah, done. That'd that'd uh, what I like is also the pictures of the kids that you sent. They were definitely, you know, I've been around kids long enough to know they were rookies, weren't they? They were pretty fresh. And that was a really yeah. cool, I think, aspect of it. I bet you saw some incredible changes and in turnaround, didn't you?
1: Yep. It was good. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more t- at the Alaska edition of the Outdoor <laughs> Zone show here with you, ladies and gentlemen. My name is TJ Gray. That's Beefsteak. And uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back on the flip side. We're going to talk about some fishing. Uh, and guess where the fishing happens? In Alaska. Of course. But they, they, found, uh, they found a body of a, of a, a charter captain and uh, a little bit of a story behind it. So there's that and more coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the Bunkhouse. Follow us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.
0: This is MLF Pro Brent Chapman. You're listening to the best outdoor show on God's green earth. The Outdoor Zone with T.J., Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak.
1: All right, at night. welcome back, Regulators. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Uh, I'm T.J. Hey, Granny. Hey, it's Ram season. It gets even better at the Nile Maxwell Super Season. Super Season? Super Center in Austin right now you get 2.9% financing for 72 months on all Ram 1500 Lone Star Quad or Crew Cabs. That is killing that is killing me. That's right. 2.9% financing best financing on any truck in Central Texas. Truckloads of the 2023s are showing up every day, and you can shop the entire lineup of brand new just off the Transport Rams, Jeeps, Chryslers, Dodges with all the options at com. But the best way to see our new inventory before they're gone is right here at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. For best selection and Niles promise to beat any competitors price, go see the experts in Central Texas at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 62183 in Austin or online anytime at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. Supercenter
0: so, See <sighs> no no Cody Ryan. So w- what in the world are we gonna do in the fishing?
1: World? Uh we're you know what? We're just gonna <laughs> say a little prayer that he keeps uh Rocking and rolling out there at, uh, Cody yep. is on the second day of, uh, the tournament. And so prayers out to him that he does well. And all the anglers out there in DC fishing the Potomac.
0: I told him uh, he had to get that classic photo of like George Washington clock, uh, crossing the Potomac where he was up standing up on the, uh, on the, the, uh, the, front the hood of the, of the boat. boat. Yeah. The hood. Right. The yeah. Right. Yeah, the uh, front of the he boat he
1: said he was fishing yesterday and some group of guys came rowing by <laughs> one guy was saying ah ye the celebrate an the- american we will kill the englishman uh, authorities <laughs> have recovered the body of a captain of a fishing charter boat that was found last month partially submerged off an island in south east alaska the bodies of three of the four passengers aboard the vessel had been previously recovered the body of morgan Robidu Rub- 32 of sitka alaska was recovered thursday 11 days after the boat was found alaska tr- state trooper said the agency said the body was recovered from the low island area but did not provide further de- detail the boat which in addition to the captain carried two sisters and their partner partners was found May 2nd off low Island, about 10 miles West of Sitka. It was unclear what happened to the boat, which has had last been seen near Sitka earlier that day. The investigation continues.
0: So now that you, uh, now that you've been there, does that surprise you that it took 10
1: days? Well, um, First of all, Dan Cook, one of our regulators mm-hmm. in Virginia, uh, text and said that, uh, tell beefsteak Washington crossed the Delaware on Christmas Eve, oh. not the Potomac.
0: Okay. Thank you. Well, you know, well, uh, thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. Our regulators keep us up.
1: I just oh, remember
0: man. that classic picture. So I guess, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I think it worked. Yeah, you better. had me going on it. So, hey, I, I, thought was, you'd, you know, I Potomac, think you. Potomac,
1: Delaware, Washington, whatever. Lincoln. Yeah, uh, America. I saw Lincoln. America.
0: He was on there in that picture too.
1: Do you always trust everybody who drives you somewhere? So this this boat captain, and hey, I don't. There's no details on this yet. The investigation continues. Okay, but my thought is, um. He was a young boat captain at 32.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh four people, two two sisters and their friends, two partners or whatever, were on that boat. Um but I was I was just, you know, when you get in a car with somebody or you get on a boat with somebody, Or if you hire a charter, a fishing charter or something like that, you pretty much trust that person to be professional, skilled, licensed, prepared, but you also, I mean, how often do you take into consideration, well, they're in the middle of a divorce, he is drinking heavily and... Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some of that stuff you don't really take into consideration, I don't think, sometimes. And I don't know how you would. I mean, how many guides have we fished with or hunted with or, you know, how many times have you gotten a car with somebody, an Uber driver or whatever? And you don't really, really, really know the details of what's going on uh-huh. behind the scenes. I've always thought
0: that. I always have. People have said they corrected me and said, oh, it's just an app. Don't worry about it. So are you saying that if you were to charter a boat or a plane, you would kind of, uh, size up the person
1: and their age? Hey, I just flew. I just flew on, uh, what? Two, two float planes and never met the guy who, uh, who the captain, the two pilots of either one of those. And, uh, So I'm not saying anything about this. The the other thing about this whole accident there was that water is cold and the wind the last couple of weeks was blowing. Hmm. I mean, it was rough. And if you get slung into that water, it's a whole lot harder when you're trying to catch your breath because it's so cold and you're not, You're not wearing, uh, you know, swim trunks and flip-flops. You're fully clothed (laughs) there because it's cold, right? Right. So you get thrown overboard and all of a sudden you get your coat, your two shirts, your pants, your shoes. Everything is soaked immediately and the weight of that.
0: Yeah. Man, I can't even imagine. And the last
1: thing you think about is like taking it all off to try and make it easier because you're so cold
0: Hmm. so what i guess that is what they i mean what do they do they talk to you at all about that like hey we're going on a you know we're jumping over to this place and if anything happens blah blah blah
1: yes so the uh the pilots on both of the flights that i took they were Highly experienced pilots. I mean, like 15 years, one of them flew for Alaska air. And, uh, wow. I mean, these were highly skilled pilots and they loved flying these, uh, planes that the float planes and doing that kind of stuff, you know I mean? Like really pilot guy stuff. And, uh, but they would tell you like, there's an in reach behind the seat in the red bag. There is a, a, GPS beacon right over here in this corner. Okay. If anything happens, here's the, you know, and they told us that so, Now I said it really quick and I don't know, like I went, okay, GPS there. Let me look. Okay. There there's okay. Yellow bag over there. Okay. Okay. I got everything. Did you have a I, sat phone just, or
0: anything that they talked about? or had on the plane or with you during cause obvious, no, no,
1: no, nothing. And, and really we were flying where we were flying. It wasn't, I mean, there was some, it was a pretty common flight plan, you know, direct from a Mm -hmm. to B Um, it wasn't like we were flying out over the Yukon where nobody has ever been before. (laughs) Okay. It was a pretty common flight plan and they get, you know on, on a good week they might get two or three but you know what was really strange was if they needed and they have probably a dozen or more horses out there mm-hmm. um they have to bring in all their horse food on from the plains oh my gosh they don't get right. so a 15 dollar horse food all of a sudden costs 70 bucks they had They were working on a project one day and a float plane came in and I mean, you don't send a float plane out without stuff going out and you don't have one coming in. That's not packed with everything. And they had twice planes came in with cinder blocks. (laughs) Cinder blocks. We're unloading cinder blocks and every piece of wood, every piece of metal has to be fit. Their horses were flown in. How do you on a special kind of horse cargo plane looks like a flying shoebox. Oh my gosh. And the and and by the way, this uh you can go and I think it's on RFD TV, you can find a little bit on YouTube, but uh I think it's called My 5 Sons, but they did a television series out there 2 years, one of the first Alaska first ever Alaska reality shows was with Steve and, uh, his family, his really, he, has, he is one of five brothers and uh-huh. they own the lodge out there. And it's the story of raising your kids on the lodge, these five boys. And yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Hey, he's trying to get my attention. There's
0: hinge ready for breakfast. Throw me yeah, a bone, man. buddy. Oh, Come on. Enough talk about Alaska. I wasn't there. You didn't take him with you. That would have been cool (laughs) (laughs) to have him go. I wonder, do they, I'm sure they allow dogs because if they allow horses, you know, on planes, uh, they could, you know, do that too. But I just kept thinking of that movie. um, What was that movie called? Where uh, Brian. Denahay, I think the name, and it was called uh, Never Cry Wolf. And he was a bush plane or whatever you call him, a uh, float plane pilot in Alaska. Remember they that whole scene from boot camp where he said, the cure for boredom? And he, the guy was in there, he was going to study wolves, and he, he started uh, freezing up. The gas started freezing up, and he's going over Alaska. Brr, and he jumped out you know he leaned out of the plane and banged oh, with on the a wrench of- and he's banging on it <laughs> yeah. every time that he said one you of were the in
1: the coolest a- scenes in the world I know. that is yeah and i think i didn't I, know what i didn't remember but i remember that scene I, I, hey, hey i also i want to remind everybody um cody talks about this all the time and he is a firm believer in Altrua a health share finding affordable top quality healthcare options can be tricky for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those of us who are self-employed. Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua Health Share is not an insurance. It's not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative, traditional insurance, and skyrocketing costs. Altrua HealthShare is a uh, is a health care sharing ministry, which means that members commit to a statement of standards, which includes healthy lifestyle choices. Members can see almost any provider or facility. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, myshare.org, Altrua Health Share, where we care for one another. All right, we'll take a break, come back on the flip side. We've got News of the weird coming up next. All that and more. Only one place live in the bunkhouse. It's the Outdoor Zone. Follow us 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Yeah, I know what they say. Money came by everything. Well, maybe so. You can buy me a boat. This is T. Roy Bruce Or, listening to The Outdoor Zone. Call me Redneck or White Trash. and blue color. All right, welcome back to Later, hey, Take Beefsteak Bunkhouse. Yeah. Follow us 24 7, 365 at TheOutdoorZone.com.
0: You know, as I was sitting on the side of the tollway with my Suburban, I thought to myself, huh, every Sunday I talk about. <laughs> that somebody needs a their vehicle repaired. And it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. And I should have used our friends at Sun Automotive. You know, Sun Automotive Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do. And we want to be the place you bring your vehicle Anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs, doing that can uh, subvert problems like I had the other day. So, you can follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week or just go to your local facility or location. Mine happens to be at 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Again, follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go to sunautoservice.com.
1: All right. Thank you, folks. Hey, every once in a while, uh, our microphones or our electronics will glitch out on us. Um, but just know that we're here and uh, follow us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Uh News of the Weird is now. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Many Alaskans enjoy getting outside in spring sunshine, but the Alaskan Department of Fish and... Yeah. Getting out spring sunshine (laughs) all day, all
0: the time, every day. Mm.
1: But the Alaska department of fish and game wants to remind people that wildlife is waking up too, particularly bears. Black bears (laughs) have already been sighted in Anchorage, according to biologist Marion Snively, who offered some tips on how to stay safe on the trails. If you're going for a walk or hike, they should not shouldn't go alone. Snively said the more people, the better, but it's safer to go with two people than one for sure. Making noise is also important, and the human voice is better than bells. You want the bears to know you're human beings, Snively said. Bells won't necessarily convey that, but it's better than not making any noise, looking for signs that bears may be in your area. So you can look for tracks and scat, fresh scat. She said you can look for marks in trees like scratching, and you want to listen, too. A lot of people put earbuds but in, but that's another one of your senses. You want to use all your senses. Then, so they started talking about the black bears coming, coming awake. And they were talking about it Mm -hmm. while I was in Alaska last week that black bears were showing up. And apparently I, and I misplaced where I had the note um, that there was a black bear attack somewhere and somebody was killed recently in the last week by a black bear bear my granny was telling me about it I um, bet
0: I bet when you called home she's like honey member you don't go around those black bears and don't carry bacon in your pocket and
1: be beef- She's the- probably mm. listening to you talking like that <laughs> I just had to and change my voice go, why was he talking like that I don't <laughs> talk like that She probably uh, said uh, Oh, honey, I just want you to know how much I love you. And please, I know you normally carry bacon in your pocket just for snacking. (laughs) Um, But if you could not do that while you're in Alaska, that would be so lovely. Did
0: I send you a picture Uh, of yesterday we made bacon where we twisted it into long twists and rolled it
1: up and then cooked it?
0: Did I I share that with you?
1: pretty uh no but oh that's okay perfect that's exactly what i normally would would do with like it looks like a little charo,
0: like a charro treat anyways go ahead so, man. i'm getting there back.
1: are and we don't really have stuff like this no in the in in most areas around the country uh and the u.s we don't have where we just go out and we got to think about it but everywhere Pretty much everywhere I was out in Alaska, pretty much, well, of course, I didn't walk around in Anchorage, the city a whole lot, but a lot of people are constantly just wearing, they're just carrying a firearm. I mean, and I know that's like that. Our our biggest predators are human predators around the lower 48, kind of where we are, but the, uh, the, um, folks so, up there man they're all carrying so they, they'll carry bear spray too which by the way <laughs> i did a little research on uh pepper spray and yeah. how they went from human pepper spray to formulating bear spray and how you're supposed to oh well you guys talked about yeah it last yeah week. we did it, it loud is a yeah, segment last week last i heard week. you guys talking about it we had some fun and with i thought that, it though. was hilarious because you were saying because the instruction said you know squirt it like Five, three seconds and then stop and three seconds and stop. And I would have, uh, uh, I, I said, I would have just laid and on stuff it and you have a bear coming at you. It's going to be just, I'm squirting this in your eyeballs and I, and I need to <laughs> pull the trigger.
0: So what's the difference between, you know, I grew up half my life in Colorado and we used to have, you know, big cinder blocks and bear proof, uh, you know, trash cans and in the smoky mountains, you know they got them. Is there a different type of bear up there in Alaska? Is it a little more crazy, wild? And it isn't the same where they come rooting through your garbage. And
1: I think it's the same as far as the black bears. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much the same. Maybe they, maybe they are a little bit more wild. But where up where we were, it's the brown bear. It's the grizzly Ooh, bear that that's that's worse. That, that's it? the one everybody's really concerned about. Yeah. You know, you can chase the black bear off a grizzly bear. is just looking at you like, Hmm, am I hungry or am I not hungry? And they're trying to make a decision whether they're going to eat you or not eat you. And you got, and you don't carry around a 22 with you. No, you know, you, you carry a bear stopper, which is a 44 or a 45 or you're not carrying a nine millimeter.
0: One of around. my, uh, one of our, our, uh, KOZ leaders, he had gone up to, a, you know, skosh. He'd gone up and he brought, he would always wear that. He had a 44, I think it was. And uh, it was a holster that goes across your chest and front. And he said, that's what all the outfitters wear. Cause you got to get to it fast. <laughs> it was like on the, yeah. on the, on the front of the vest.
1: I guess you know? I saw a little bit of that, but not much. Most people just, they're wearing pretty much a, semi-compact, big-caliber, large-caliber pistol on their side, and they, they just, it's so comfortable for them, you know, it's like, it's just what you do, you just.
0: Man, you must have been riding but home, anyway. You must have been riding home, they were They you were riding horses, there were people carrying. I mean, it just, you must have felt.
1: Real, yeah, it just felt like normal. Like this. Except is... the temperature. <laughs> So, and and I'll tell you one of the most enchanting parts. Well, we'll talk about some more of this stuff. We're going to talk about the Iditarod and some of that stuff. Um, but Alaska Fish and Game offers other tips for bear safety. The department's also offering a virtual seminar on wildlife safety from seven to eight on. Uh, oh, well, that's already over with. But you can probably just dig around on the uh, department uh, Fish and Game Alaska. Which there's a lot of that. I mean, a lot of people right now, they're headed to Yellowstone or they're headed mm-hmm. to Colorado, Colorado. Colorado. Um, they're going places, going on uh, trips, camping trips with their family, stuff like that. And you need to be bear aware.
0: I like if you're that.
1: Gonna go do that kind of stuff. Be bear aware. I mean, really, you should be bear aware. And and even for us down where we live, you need to be snake aware. You need to be coyote aware. If you got little dogs, hello. Yeah. Uh, You let your little dog out of the camper in the morning at the campground and (laughs) no more. It's gone. Need to be coyotes. Grabbed it.
0: Chigger aware too.
1: And uh, so it's something to be aware of and I also think that um, if you are carrying a firearm you should understand the uh rules and regulations to transporting your firearm from one state to the next and how that stuff goes down um, you need to be conscious aware uh, uh you need to be educated on how you're doing that I think it's fine to do it I know plenty of people who fly and they send their pistols ahead and they get to where they're going and they Get their luggage and they have their pistols. I was at the airport in Alaska and I had found some uh Leatherman, a a Leatherman knife at a Goodwill, the full big Leatherman, mm-hmm. and it was six dollars. So I bought it for six dollars, a full hundred and seventy-five dollar Leatherman, right? Okay. But the file inside was broken on it. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna send it back to Leatherman because they'll replace it, repair it or replace it for free. Wow. It's a lifetime warranty. And, uh, but I didn't want to leave it behind. So I'm running around the airport going, okay, I got to find a way to get this back home. And I found a little shipping station and I was, so I, for $21, they put it in a box and they mail it to your house. Huh. And, uh, I said, so what if you, what if I had a pistol? And they said, oh yeah, we'll send anything. We'll just, we'll send it to your house. Just got to put it in the box and but we can't do ammo they couldn't do ammo hmm. and you can't send ammo to alaska you can send a gun but you can't send ammo so hey why don't you tell everybody about parts view uh well i or was can't I, I, oh i was doing parts of you wasn't i well i was doing parts partsview.com <laughs> parts partsvu.com Partsview view is an online one-stop shop for all your boating needs Partsview view podcast Partsview view exchange talks boating and fishing host guests like cody ryan <laughs> discussing a wide range of topics of interest to boaters anglers and those of us who just love being on the water parts view mission is to help boaters enjoy each and every day on the water Partsview view offers more than 200 products from the marine industry, leading brands like Starbright, AFCO, Turnin' Point, Propellers, TH Marine, 303C, Choice, Sierra, u and many others. Parts for you prides itself on great prices, fast shipping, handy maintenance kits, helpful customer service, and resources to help boaters find exactly the right products for their engines. Just go to partsview.com, <coughs> excuse me, partsview.com. All right, coming up next, we got Game Warden Field Notes. You don't want to miss it. This is a good one. Guess where it's guess where uh, these notes are coming from? Game Warden Field Notes are coming from? <laughs> Alaska. Alaska. All right, we'll be right back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live on the Bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Thanks. Hey. American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother TJ. Whack them and stack them, would ya? My wife. welcome back, Wagelaters. It's the Outdoor Zone. I'm having the bunkhouse. How y'all are? <laughs> Cody Ryan. Is, I'm TJ Grady. Beefsteaks in the house. Cody Ryan is uh, on the Potomac. Not the Delaware,
0: Um, not the Delaware,
1: not the Delaware. We're going to have some fun. uh, We're going to
0: have some fun with this
1: with Ulysses S. Grant, (laughs) not George Washington.
0: Yes. And Abraham Lincoln. Yeah.
1: And thanks to our uh, listener, uh, Dan Cook, who is always quick to uh, help. Help us. You know what I forgot? Help
0: us. What?
1: Yeah, to help us with uh, all our uh, grammar and uh, historical...
0: Refining, uh, <laughs> making sure. Or...
1: History. Hey, today's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, beef.
0: Hey, I was going to say the same thing to you, but I was waiting for a Alaska break, you know. But, yes, congratulations on being a father. Uh, everybody... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all an accident anyway.
1: I don't know. We'll, oh, t- uh, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about it later. Father's Day, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do a shout out for Father's Day, but uh, my wife just, uh, Mrs. Granny just texted me and said, Happy Father's Day. I went, oh, hey, that's right. Um, but I want to say, uh, all you dads, you need to go to Keystone Bank. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> How about that? uh, experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. Keystone Bank founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team are are operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. And Jeff does a killer podcast, by the way, uh, that is really, really, really well done. Uh, when you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy local relationship-based service that sets them apart. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. To learn more, get started a Keystone Account. Visit one of their locations at 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin, 500 Press Pressler Street in downtown Austin or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Just go to the website keystone.bank, keystone.bank for more information. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Now it's time for, for Game Warden Field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true game warden field notes. So um, this is out of Unalakit, Alaska. Alaska State Troopers reported uh, that noted Bush pilot and aviation expert Jim Tweedo has died in a plane crash near Shatulik. A social media account for uh, the NTSB, 3.59 p.m. Alaska time, that the agency is investigating crash of a Cessna 180H airplane near Unilever. Lakit, Alaska. Sorry for not pronouncing that with proper Alaskan <laughs> what? slang. I don't even know um, what the uh, slang in Alaska is, but I don't either. They didn't talk different. Um, Alaska <laughs> state troopers report that they received an SOS notification from a Garmin in reach about 11.48 a.m. on Friday. A plane crash was reported 35 miles northeast of Shatouk. After the Cessna 180 was witnessed attempting a takeoff but failing to gain elevation, the aircraft crashed, killing both the pilot and the passenger. And uh, so, Reynolds, so uh, the deceased have been identified as Shane Reynolds of uh, Idaho and 68 years old Jim Tweedo of Alaska. Tweedo, a well-known bush pilot, owner of aviation-related businesses, was cast, was a cast member, member of Discovery Channel reality show Flying Wild Alaska. Hmm. Tweedo is also a noted boat builder and came to Alaska on a scholarship to play hockey at University of Alaska. So he was re- pretty famous and his daughter as well. And she shared on social media about her father passing away. And then uh, the other guy, um, Reynolds, was owner and operator of Northwest Fishing Expeditions. Uh, he did guided fishing trips, and him, they and they were both good buddies. And uh, and it was just an accident. the The plane went down, and uh, man, people are devastated because both of those guys were just icons in the area and um and everything is done by plane out there and uh and i was talking about something with cody i was telling him how different it felt with the way people handle their planes out there i mean it's like you get in your car and you start it and out here people spend 45 minutes you know doing these checks and Mm -hmm. balances it seems like but out there it's pretty much you know you just kind of get in and check a few things and start it and fly away and i don't mean that in a derogatory way in any shape or form but cody said well that's probably why there's so many private plane deaths and crashes in alaska but it's not true matter of fact private planes are a whole lot safer or or, or, or absolutely safe and matter of fact uh i've got all the numbers here on this sheet um I was looking at it and um 8 see 80% of fatal crashes occurred during the first flights of each day additionally out of a 1023 incidents involving fixed wing single engine airplanes last year 140 84 resulted in fatalities so far in 2021 the fatality rate was at 26 per stands at 20 despite some progress since 1995 um so at, with all the single airport planes taken off and landing in alaska and this is across the u.s um, there was a, a 184 fatalities in 2022 2021 so uh, anyway well I, everything's sounds, dangerous get in your car to me like... get in your car and
0: the way, they, the way that they, the uh, way that they use the bush planes or water float planes, is uh, kind of like we do with cars or UTVs or, you know, like a, <laughs> we they get them, get in them and go. Right? I mean, it's that you said it's a major form of transportation.
1: I mean, all you—it's constant everywhere I was. Uh, there was just parking lots full of single engine planes hmm. and their Piper cubs. It was uh, one of the cool things was two of the guys that were at at the lodge while we were out there flew out there in their own little private little, uh, planes, you know, with the big tires on the front and they just landed on the dirt runway <laughs> behind the lodge. And they were there a couple of days and we took off in the float plane coming back from the lodge. Uh it's rainy pass lodge. Rainy Pass Lodge. Uh and on our way back, they took off before us, and then on our way back, we were flying along and we looked out the left side of the plane, and there were those two guys flying just right above the trees, right <laughs> behind each other, all the way back. And I just thought, how cool is that? So you're talking that, about those this guys, like
0: it's just like it's normal. And I, I'm sitting here in normal. awe and so, I don't know how to even can, I, don't I don't know how to conceive I it, that. You know,
1: I think that it's safer, and even even you know the single engine planes they're building today. I have a friend uh, who bought one, a brand new single engine plane for his wife, and they have parachutes now.
0: Yeah, for the plane.
1: For the plane. For the cockpit. So you just, yeah, yeah it just goes crazy, and just go poof, pull the pull the parachute and. Hopefully it works and hopefully you float down and <laughs> all is well. But it, anyway, it was very interesting to me um, and uh, our hearts go out to this um, family who lost a dad and a grandpa and, um, and these icons in the Alaska um, in Alaska, in the state of Alaska. But anyway, we'll take a break. We're going to come back on the flip side, on and we're going to talk a little bit of Father's Day. We're going to talk about the Iditarod Trail and my adventure on the Iditarod Trail this two weeks ago, and <laughs> uh, it was interesting. I don't know if you have any. If you have any inclinations to the Iditarod Trail and what it is and what it's like, but we'll talk a little bit about it. We got your PETA report. We got your Armed Citizen report. All that and more. Only one place. Live in the Bunkhouse. Uh, track us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. When that
0: sun is